Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Rick Walker. Rick is an experienced founder, leader, and thinker across a variety of domains. He scaled his first company to 400 employees when he was 26 and simultaneously, as chairman, grew a 53-country international nonprofit from 800 to 2,100 team members while helping his hometown of Houston attract over $5 billion in job creation investments. Rick's volunteer service includes a stint as the director of a college in the Middle East and the chairman of a $250, $250 million charitable foundation. His 3.30 wake-up time helps him fit everything in. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Rick Walker. Ed, great to be with you. Well, first off, Rick, why do you do what you do? Well, I I think that we've got to come to the fact that that we're going to approach people and approach life in one or two ways. That that either we're going to approach life like it's it's the material world is all that counts, and we're going to go go into business, we're going to go into work for for the materiality of it. Um, it's this it's this impression that that Lewis wrote and said that that you can consider people to be primarily bodies, the earth to be primarily material. And there's a soul or there's a spirit that's sort of secondary. Um, but from my from my perspective, I, I like to take the inverse of that, that I like to consider people to be primarily spirit that just happen to have a body that that if, if you're primarily spirit, you're going to live forever. And I'm going to give you a higher degree of respect, a higher degree of, of, of authority um, in our conversations. And I'm more likely to take the nature of a servant when we approach our business relationship rather than the person that's trying to get the best bargain or the best deal out of the negotiations. And so that's really why I like business. That's why I like the, the work aspect of it, because we can we can take this and we can dignify the human in a way that you really can't do in other elements of life, right? If you're in a sport, you've got to beat the other person. But if you're in business, you can have this cooperation that really dignifies the counterparty. And why is it so important for business people to apply knowledge from non-business domains to the business? Yeah, so business itself, business strategy itself is, is a derivative of military strategy, right? We've got chief executive officers, officers that you would have in a, in a military rank. You've got the ranks. Uh, you have very, various types of strategies. And so we see that there's this correlation between non-business areas of, of learning and, and, and business. And so I started to read the various you know, works of, of classical literature. I started to look at different elements of, of music. I started to read about the sciences and and other domains, I realized that all of these have interplay if we look close enough, especially especially in the world of religions. Um, take take for example, uh, in music, you've got you've got the great German composer Mahler, um, in it in his epic uh, treatise, which is the Mahler Five, the Fifth Symphony. It, it starts with this with this trumpet that's soloing, and it, and and for for those of us that aren't that musically inclined, we we typically hear the trumpet solo as the as the as the hero, the Star Wars type of hero. But Mahler has this different bent on it, Eddie's. It's it's really a a funeral procession that's led by the trumpet at the very, very beginning of his Fifth Symphony. And what we learn about that is that it's necessary sometimes to start with a tragedy, to start with loneliness, to start with this this negativity in our pursuits. It's it's the story of the entrepreneur. 
So story of the entrepreneur. And, and as you listen to Mahler 5, especially that, that, that first movement, you see the trumpet solo leading into a heavy, dense German minor uh, thematic that, that, that reverts back to the soloist. And it's this interplay between the leader who's suffering, who's, who's giving of himself to the, in, into the depths to lead the rest of the group out into the heights and you see this in the in the moments where the minor turns into the major, where where the where the counter melody turns into the the, the prime melody, where where the, the symbols enter and the full orchestra comes in their in their grandest moments together, and that tells you a little bit about how teamwork should work should work, that that the leader is required to suffer for the greater good, and he has to come out first. And it's only through the leader's suffering, through the leader's effort, through the leader's struggles, that then the entire group can ascend. And at times, it's necessary for the leader to move out for move out front of the group. And it's time for the leader to uh, to subvert themselves to the rest of the group and, and to and to to move into the background and become subservient. And so, I think that's one thing that we learn when we look at, say, Mahler Five. Um, he wrote that. Actually, the summer after he met the love of his life at age 50, I think it was 1901, 1902, he started composing that. But he had lived the first 50 years of his life in this depressive, this sort of funeral, funeral-like uh, states, not very much success in the composer world. He was a very, very successful conductor. But once he met the love of his life, he only had 10 years left. And so it was a life that was marked by 50 years of tragedy, 50 years of struggle, and 10 years of love and joy and I think that tells us a little bit about what sometimes business is like. There's a, a video I saw a long time ago with David Robinson, the basketball player and a famous um, leader of a, of a string quartet, a quintet, I believe it is, because it's, it's basketball. And the overlay is really interesting because first you have the leader of the the, uh, the, the the quintet talking and them showing what's happening on the basketball court and then Robinson talking and then they're showing what's happening in the, the string quintet. Um, so it's a pretty interesting dichotomy of back and forth of, you know, these five people playing together, creating something new that, you know, didn't exist before or even ha- having set plays just like there's set music, but improvising and doing their thing to make it their own. So talk a little oh, bit ab- about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's so much correlation there, too. Right. You look at the you look at the succession of, of David Robinson to Tim Duncan on that team and the leadership, the mentorship where you, you would on, on occasion, you would see Tim Duncan playing the forward and David Robinson playing center. And then, and then you run sort of, sort of a, a double, a double forward type of type of setup. Um, it was really, really impressive. And I, I think, I think about basketball analogies. I think about this idea of the glue men. If you, if you remember, I guess it was probably the early two thousands, mid two thousands. There was this player named Shane Batty on the Houston Rockets, just, you know, three hours, three hours East of, of, of the Spurs. Um, who, who eventually could not he could not win a, a championship with Houston, and he was recruited by the Miami Heat. He finally won his championship there. But here's a guy that scored three points a game. He was very frequently a starter, and he people were wondering why is he why is he getting paid what he's getting paid? It's because you need the glue guy, and that's who he was. He was the quintessential glue guy. You, you think of like a, a Mono Ginobili or someone like that on the Spurs playing along with with Tim Duncan. You think of someone like a uh, Vladi Divac. I think he was also on the Spurs for a time playing with, with Tim Duncan. And you look at these guys and they're glue guys. 
they're glue guys. And who do you who do you need to make a team function? Who do you need to make a quartet function? You need the viola to make the the quintet function, just like you need the glue guy to make the basketball team function. And you're right, like this all interplays with teams. And Rick, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours, and why are they a hero? Wow. So I, I, I would say both my mom and my dad, both my mom and my dad. My dad was out of work for, for a, a while while we were growing up. And my mom worked two, two and a half full-time jobs. And I, I remember her working, you know, it seemed like 24 shift, 24 hour shifts uh, growing up. And then on the weekends, my dad would take us all out as a family and we would go, uh, we'd go door to door and he would cold call these banks because they would have flagpoles. And along the Texas coast, these flagpoles would rust at an accelerated rate. And so he would go up and, and paint these flagpoles to be able to provide for the family. And I think about that, that sacrifice, like literally putting his life on the line to be able to put food in our mouths. Uh, that's, that's the nature. That's the very definition of a, of a hero it is, is it's the maximal type of love that the love that sacrifices the greatest thing, your life in order to provide something that's necessary for those that are least deserving a child. And, and I, th- I think about that in the context of my parents. I would say definitely my, my mom and my dad still alive. Thank God uh, they're my heroes. And lastly, Rick, how can somebody contact you? Yeah. So, so Twitter handle, YouTube handle, Rick Walker TX. And it's Rick Walker TX. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. If you just want to Google me, Rick Walker. Um, and I'm also available at Stratique Capital, S-T-R-A-T-I-Q dot, uh, dot C-O dot C-O. All right, Rick Walker, thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. And thanks so much for having us. Appreciate it. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.